Turkey. It's us again. Holland and Barrett is now the place to stock up on all things beauty and wellness. Can you tell me why has it become so popular? Yeah, so Holland and Barrett might not be a destination that everyone has considered for beauty before, but they are really leading the way with natural skincare. From their cleansers to their exfoliators, serums and moisturisers, they have a huge range of products that are great quality and also really affordable. And importantly, they work hard for your skin to get you the results you're actually after. So what products should everybody stock up on when they're next there? I personally love the Vitamin Packed Vita Skin Range. It's natural and vegan and it does exactly what it says on the packaging. I also love the brand Q&A. My favourite has to be their HA Facial Serum, which leaves my skin feeling really hydrated afterwards. They've also expanded their Beauty From Within range too, offering vitamins and supplements that look after your skin from the inside out. It sounds so good. Is there anything else worth noting? You can find out more about all of these amazing products at hollandandbarrett.com and by visiting the stores too. Hello and welcome to this week's Sherlock Team podcast with me, Georgie Courage-Cole. This week I'm joined by Tor Cardona, Harriet Russell and a friend of Sherlock's celebrity and cruelty-free and vegan makeup artist, MJ Williams. Welcome in particular, MJ and Tor and Harriet. How are you all, ladies? Hello. Thank you. Wake up to snow this morning. I know. It's mad, isn't it? Especially when you compare it to a year ago when we were all basking in 25 degrees, thinking (laughs) it was the best time ever. (laughs) I know. MJ, you said you've recently left London and moved near Bicester. Lucky you with the shops Mm. opening today. I'm actually on holiday today. This is the reality of Georgie going on holiday as it starts with a podcast. This is my second day off this year. And I'm I'm heading your way, and uh, it, is am I am I going to encounter thick snow? Because my car's broken, so I've had to borrow my in-laws, and I ain't got snow tires on it. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's about three centimeters. It was amazing, yeah, like a, a real postcard view out of my window. But the sun's now shining. I feel like a few hours to go, and all the pub beer gardens will be opening. Yeah, I think the sun's oh. coming out. So yeah, I think you'll be fine, Georgie. I've booked an outside pub lunch for the next three days. I mean, that's a disaster. My husband's like, I'm not sitting there freezing my ass off to the sake of pubs. <laughs> and restaurants are opening today. He's like, we'll just have to go for a drink and a walk and have lunch at home. I was like, oh, shit. The thing is, surely all these places are going to be prepared with, you know, patio heaters, blankets, all that kind of thing. They have to be, surely. What do you think? I mean, it is April. I mean, they might not have thought they needed to invest in sort of Apreski style. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel for all those pubs and everything. I really do. And for all those shops, it would be lovely if everyone could sort of go out and buy spring dresses and spring fashion today, wouldn't it? But, I know. Hey, well, give us, give us be... a few days with global warming. It'd probably be fine again. <laughs> probably yeah, hot, hot in a few days. Yeah, next true. weekend looks glorious. <laughs> oh, does it? Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, next Saturday for Prince Philip's funeral, oh, we've know. got to mm-hmm. talk about Prince Philip. I feel totally sort of consumed by the media and particularly the Andrew Marr show yesterday. God, I highly recommend listening to John Major. He was incredible and talked about the boys needing to heal heal their rift. And um, I listened to Dan Snow's History Hits podcast yesterday, which, again, I highly recommend such a fascinating insight into Prince Philip's life. And, yeah, I'm just becoming more and more sort of fascinated by the character that he was and what he did for this country and and how sad it is for mm. them all. And, yes, he was 99 and it's not a tragedy, but 
73 years by her side. I just feel really sad for her. I was trying to explain it to some friends of ours who aren't particularly interested in the royal family. And I was saying why our family had been sort of so consumed by it as well. And I was saying that it's such an end of an era. I think regardless of how you feel about the royals, whether you like them, don't like them, they're interested or not interested, it's just... One of those things, obviously he was 99 and I'm only in my 30s, so this is a sort of obvious thing to say, but he's been there my entire life and now yeah. now he's not. So I said to my husband, I was like, I don't think we realise what it feels like to have an unstable monarchy. You know, we've had a constant, but you know, you look back centuries and kings cutting people's heads off and I, I don't know. like <laughs> It's so true. No, it's interesting what you say about John Major though, Georgie, because obviously he lived through or was Prime Minister during perhaps one of the most unstable periods for the monarchy through the true. 90s. Um, yeah, so yeah, I suspect he feels very strongly about rifts and having, you know, the importance of a stable monarchy. I didn't know he was so close to the royal family. I didn't know that he was a guardian to William and Harry when Diana died. Did anyone know that? I did not know that. Yeah, he was. Oh and gosh. there's a sort of technical term for what kind of guardian he was. And actually, Andrew Mar asked him if he'd be attending the funeral. And he sort of very politely said, oh, I don't know. I think he doesn't know yet. And actually, possibly not. There are only 30 people going. It's a small group, yeah. So small that Sharks Megan couldn't make it. What a shame, hey? It's funny how she could make it to uh, New York for her baby shower pregnant, but she can't make it back here for her. I know. And did you know she was seven and a half months pregnant when she flew to New York? Really? Anyway, John Major was brilliant. Listen to honestly, the last 15 minutes, it's on BBC iPlayer. Mm. It's going to be quite odd seeing Harry wearing a suit and the others in all their garb, isn't it? Apparently he's able to wear his medals, though. So I think that will give him, you know, some sort of feeling of occasion and a reminder, obviously, to viewers. Oh, really? Military do you think he will, career. though? Yeah, like definitely, I think he will. Think? I think he's incredibly angry that the actual titles were taken away from him. So I think he'll use any reminder possible. I think this is going to be a new era of the monarchy. And I don't believe the Queen will stay on for that much longer. She had him by her side for so long. And, you know, what? Charles will take the reins now. I don't know. Although I think, and again, John Major said, I really hope we can respect her enough just to give her some time to grieve. Which I thought was a really nice thing to say because she's very stoic. But also he said, you know, yes, he's gone, but she'll hear him in her head. We had this investor who used to say to me, what's your time worth, Georgie? Is that a good use of your time? And he's no longer involved in Sherlock's, but he's always in my head thinking, is that a good use of your time? So in a way, she'll still reference him on so many decisions that she makes. He would have been the only person she could truly be herself and say what she really felt about current situations and things too. Mm. That was the support that he was for her and that she could say, God, what do I do about this? And say, you know, it's all going to be all right. You know how your husband does. And anyway, it's the funeral on Saturday. I'm quite sad it's not a state funeral, but anyway, he didn't want all that faff, did he? Hopefully the sun will shine, it'll stop snowing. And anyway, we're going to get as many complaints as the BBC. Isn't it sad they've had so many complaints about the amount of airtime they've given Philip that they've had to open up a separate channel just for his complaints? Isn't that sad? I mean, as royalist as I am, they did show exactly the same programme on him, on BBC One and BBC Two at exactly the same time. Like you said earlier, Georgie, it's not a tragic death. It's obviously seismic, but it's not tragic. So they could easily have shown it on BBC One and, I don't know, stuck something like Gardener's World on BBC Two. MJ, were you a royalist? Are you a royalist? I guess, yeah, my family never really spoke about the royals much. And I kind of look back now and feel quite sad that I don't know very much about the royal family. So I'm writing down all the notes 
have I got that across? Did I get across what you need to watch, John Major? <laughs> so talk to me in a few weeks' time and I feel like I will understand the monarchy a lot better. Anyway, other big news from the, from the weekend is obviously the BAFTAs. The BAFTAs this year were actually split across two days. They were split across Saturday evening and Sunday. Saturday they did quite a lot of the sort of technical awards so things like lighting and sound and stuff and then yeah last night were kind of the the big gongs and who were the receivers of the big gongs well nomadland pretty much swept the board i think they won four awards that is a film that has not actually been on wide release yet but it stars francis mcdormand and then other big winners were british actually which is really encouraging so emerald fennel who's speaking of the crown she in the crown she plays camilla But in reality, she is really a writer and a director. And she's best known for being the showrunner on the second series of Killing Eve. She's big mates with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She's also also... Theo Fidel's daughter. Oh, is she? That makes sense. But yeah, she has obviously written and directed Promising Young Woman with Kerry Mulligan this year. Kerry Mulligan was nominated, although she didn't win. Um, But Emerald Fennell did win for her screenplay. So that was encouraging to see that. She's a great actress, I think. I think she is. She really nailed Camilla, I think. um, Yeah, I thought she was fab. Anyway, so she got her big moment last night, which was great. And then... Daniel Kaluuya as well, he'd taken home everything this season for his part in Judas and the Black Messiah. And they're saying that basically it's laid the foundation now for him to pick up an Oscar, which will be great because that'll be a British win as well. Amazing. The other thing, Georgie, is your love, Soul, got original score last night. Oh, did it? Oh, that makes me so happy. And Anthony Hopkins actually became the oldest person to win in the leading actor category at the BAFTAs. He's 83 and he won for his part in The Father, which is about a man succumbing to Alzheimer's, which is not the most cheery topic, but they say his performance is a tour de force. So, Oh, good for him. Bet Philip would have liked that. Great. Thanks, Harry. I don't need to know anything else. You've totally filled me in on everything, I'm sure, that was newsworthy last night. What else are people up to this weekend other than reading the press about Prince Philip, if you're me? Still talking about uh, shows. I just finished The One on Netflix. Has anyone seen that? I haven't seen it, but if one more person tells me to watch it, I'm going to have to because <laughs> Ooh, everyone just says really? it's so good. It's amazing. What's it about, MJ? It's kind of like a futuristic show about dating. So it's like kind of like a Tinder that everyone is matched based on DNA and that the idea that we have um, one person that we are genetically matched to be with. So is it, a re- is it a reality show or is it like a fiction drama. thing? I've just Googled it. Yeah, yeah it's drama. I was going to say, this, is, this could be game changing for all my single friends out there. <laughs> Sounds a bit like Black Mirror, kind of those kinds of vibes. Yes, absolutely. I was yeah. just thinking the same. I'm gunning to watch the new Everest documentary. Has anyone seen it? Oh, no, but that sounds good. You know about the Sherpa? It's the lesser known story of Himalayan guides who risk everything to support climbers on Mount Everest. It's a one-off documentary. Anyway, apparently it's great. That and T-Spirity are on my list. I'm sure it's been talked about a lot, T-Spirity. Has everyone seen that? I have. Oh, my God. I wrote the review for the site and it's just shocking. I need to watch it and I feel bad I haven't. A bit like when The Game Changers came out, I feel like I read and saw so much on social and the news. I feel like I've seen it, but I still need to see it for myself. If anyone watched the David Attenborough documentary, Life on Our Planet, which obviously came out at the end of last year, there was obviously a very like overwhelming sense of, God, we have to do something. But the difference with Seaspiracy is actual sort of politics and corruption lies behind mm. a lot of these problems. Whereas Life on Our Planet is just, not to say climate change isn't political, but you know what I mean? It's it's more of like just a collective, we have to all work much harder. Whereas in Seaspiracy, a lot of it is to do with 
different governments and having extremely corrupt laws and dealings with companies in those areas. And it's just it just makes you so angry. <laughs> mm. I know it's obviously a bit like the game changers that it's I get like it's a massive issue and something needs to be done. But was it quite embellished? Like, are there th- certain things in there that were quite far-fetched? And It did feel quite dramatised, yes. But I think that was more of a device to sort of push the message home because a lot totally. of it is backed up by actual statistics and facts that are just undeniable. Yeah. So, and if you want to know what they are, then I encourage you to read the review on the site because I've put mm. some of them in there because it's just absolutely it's shocking. shocking. My friend said to me, I had a Koji takeaway on Friday night. And my friend said to me, enjoy your popcorn shrimp before you watch Seaspiracy. <laughs> yes. She said, I know, it, I know it's on your list because you, you ain't going to want to order it after you've watched Seaspiracy, I tell you. So um... so Sam Jerram, who is our commercial director who's on mat leave, her husband is massively into fishing. And like even two years ago, he would ban her from going to Sainsbury's and buying like the two pack of salmons. He was like, you should never, ever buy that salmon. And I think the reason, I mean, this is awful. The reason I don't want to watch it is because I just eat so much fish and I know what I'm doing is I so know, bad I and I can't fish. come to terms with it. I just, I love fish. A lot of people do go for fish because it's the easy option. But um, the most plastic in the sea is actually fishing nets because they just cut them off and leave them to float around the sea when they're finished, which is a lot of plastic. Mm. And also the fish that people are eating now, they're just full of plastics. Therefore, you know, we're eating the plastic. So I know Sea Spirits is on my list. Sherpa is on my list. And Georgie, I have to say, I'm not always ahead of the times with the films, but I, saw, I was looking at the battle list this morning and I was like, oh my mm. God, the White Tiger was on there. I did watch the White Tiger last week. Um, and oh, that's really good. Has, has anyone seen it? No. Oh, it's really, really it. good. It's a bit like Slumdog, but much darker. Really, really good. And is it oh. Priyanka Chopra Jonas behind yes. it? She stars in it and she yes. produced it. Honestly, I really recommend. I had nightmares that whole night of like horrible things, but it's it's good. It's very dark. It says here, an ambitious Indian driver uses his wit and cunning to escape from poverty and rise to the top. That sounds good, Tor. That's on my list. I'm doing nothing else for the next few days. It can snow as much as it likes in uh, the Cotswolds. I'm just going to curl up and watch TV. Hooray, well, hooray. getting longer. So, so yeah. you've got White Tiger, John Major. John Major, did I get that in? <laughs> well, Tor, I heard you talking on, I think, last week's podcast about your move to the country. How are you enjoying life out of London? I'm currently back in London now. So our plan is, it needs quite a lot of work doing to it. That's not a long-term plan, I think. Financially, it's really not viable. But I think as things open up in London, I do want to keep this flat for a bit, but I think ultimately I'll rent this out or sell it. I don't know, we were down there yesterday, it just felt so, we were down there all weekend actually, it just felt so grown up, like it's just so far out of London. If you just stand there in the silence in the garden, you can't hit anything apart from like birds and sheep I was like oh my god what have I done but you are thrilled right I don't think I've ever been this happy ever I'm so excited I'm so excited and it's a bit more of a project than I'd actually realized but the house itself is amazing given given that your wedding's been moved more times than my car practically I I think you deserve (laughs) to feel happy about something so we we stayed at the house for the first time on Friday we have no furniture but we have a mattress and a duvet and so we stayed there on Friday night and had Champagne oh, and so fish and chips. Did you? I love yeah. that. I couldn't work out how to turn it on in the oven, so I couldn't face that. But on Saturday, we were in home base at nine o'clock on Saturday morning, and Tim's mum, who's amazing in the garden, she kindly came to help us, and she basically gave me like a kind of a dummy's guide to gardening. And I learned so much, and we've just planted loads of nice things and got things in order, oh. so that was really fun. But um, yeah, I felt absolutely broken yesterday. I think gardening is going to be my new workout. It was amazing. Are <laughs> <laughs> you um, doing any veg? I want to do veg, yes. I've set little space aside for a veg patch. But bear with me, I feel that might not be so productive this year. Maybe you can start a country live column for sure, like, tour. Maybe for gold. <laughs> Laura will be thrilled, I'll let her know. <laughs> I feel like 
you're speaking from my brain. Everything you just said, I've been doing the same as well. <laughs> and Henry, my partner's mum, came round to help me with the gardening because we've got an entire, I like to call it an allotment, but it's probably just a quite a big vegetable patch. And I like the idea of getting stuck in with the gardening, but I also really can't be bothered. And I know it's a really big job. <laughs> Your heart has to be in it. It's quite, it's definitely more full on than I realised, but I'm for it. I was out yesterday morning, like, got to water my plants. They're going to die. I need to give them their food. <laughs> the day I moved out, I had a quote that really resonated with me, and maybe it'll resonate with you too. It said, the quieter the environment, the louder the mind. Love that. Um, yeah, ever since being here, I just feel like I, I thought of all these new business ideas and there's just so much less clutter. Totally, totally. Mind. And, and I, I was working down there on Friday and I was like, I'm never going to be stressed when I'm working down here. Like, if I <laughs> oh. feel stressed, I can just go and sit in the garden and listen to the sheep. It's just having that step back, isn't it, to, to make you realise things. Oh, I don't want to hear about anyone else leaving. It makes me too sad when people tell me they're going. Anyway, let's, do, let's talk about detox baths. I remember this going into the calendar and Nora going, what do you think about this? You have this feature. I was like, yes, I love this feature. In lockdown, like lots of people, I've got into bathing. It's something nice to do. What's going into a bath to make it a detox bath? At all? I, it depends on what your goal is and what you want to achieve. I think, I mean, when I have a bath, it's because I want to de-stress. So I know what I go for when I want to de-stress, whether it's lots of salts or certain oils. But in the feature, we also included things um, if you've got a cold, if you've got congestion or if you hungover, low energy, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's just lots of nice expert tips for those different ailments, basically. I always put Epsom salts in my bath now, but I mean, they're never doing anything. Do they actually do? I think they are good. They do make my skin quite dry, though. MJ, do you know why that is? I guess it's salt, so it's taking all the natural oils out of your skin. It's meant to be really good for magnesium, isn't it? Exactly, yes. exactly. Yes. As you said, I'm just looking at it again, Tor, it was broken down by problems, so like what to put in a bath if you suffer from eczema, psoriasis, sensitive skin, stress, anxiety. And actually, I spoke to two or three different experts for this piece and I asked them about a hangover because sometimes when you, like a certain level of hangover, you just want to like nestle in the bath and they all said juniper berry and like juniper essential oils is the most potent thing for a hangover. Isn't juniper what gin's made of? Exactly. Hair of the dog. Yes, <laughs> just don't drink it. I love that you put aromatherapy associate. Um, the best, my absolute favourite. A lot of essential oils are not ethically sourced. So I think that aromatherapy associates are amazing for that. They really check all the way along the line that everyone's fair trade and everything like that. So They do smell so good. They smell like you're in a spa. I have to I say, so um, agree. Oh, I can't wait to go to a spa. Oh my gosh. Is that what you've oh. missed the most, do you think, Tor? Pampering. That's, I just want to be like massage. Like I just want to feel like really pampered. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I've missed. Has everyone got a haircut booked? Yes. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, for me, it's more my colour than a cut that I'm more concerned about. My God, mine's rank. Are you going to go for a big chop, Georgie, or just a trim? I don't know. I've had quite enjoyed having it a bit longer again, actually. I think it really suits um, you. I think, you know, it's, it's only hair. You can have a trim and then if you want to cut more off in like next month, you can. Photo popped up on my, you know, this time three years ago, or whatever, on my phone yesterday. My hair was much blonder and much shorter. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just dye it really blonde and cut it all off. I know, we're never happy, are we? That's the trouble. Uh, what else have people booked for the next few weeks? Well, I've booked my haircut for Friday the 30th of April. Not that I've like scored it into my brain or anything like that. But <laughs> And then literally the day after, I've, <laughs> I've booked a facial that literally goes on for an hour and 45 minutes. I'm like, oh. I, don't, I just want to lie there Happen. and be pummeled and massaged and put mm. back together. So yes, I'm very much looking forward to those two days. They are back to back. And, and a peggy. Excited. 
I mean, yeah. Teddy would be nice, right? I used to get gel nails like, every other week. And actually, that is something. I'm, it's a habit I'm going to scrap. I just think like 25 quid every other week. Yeah, I was like, that's like 50 quid a month. I'm too mean to spend that much money every time I want my nails done. Yeah, I'd rather spend it on seeds for my new garden, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) How times have changed. I do so much myself, my brows, my nails. So I like things to look fresh and like redo them every week. Where did everyone last go to the dentist? I'm looking at a link to your piece on dental bonding, which I thought was fascinating. And... I was looking at my teeth thinking, oh my God, the hygienist is going to just attack me and I hate the hygienist and I need my veneers redone and my children haven't been to dentist. I mean, why did everyone ask you to the dentist? I don't think I can even remember, which is not nice at all. It's quite gross, Mm. actually. But I'm I'm a bit like you, Georgie. I hate the hygienist and I just know she's going to give me an absolute going over when I next see her. Can't really be asked. I know. I actually had... quite a few because wedding 1.0 was supposed to be April this time last year so I had loads of appointments in the run up to that but that was obviously the last time I went before lockdown all kicked in and stuff but yeah this feature that Becky wrote was about composite bonding and I actually did have composite bonding done when I was about 10 I dived into a swimming pool and smashed my two front teeth and they were oh my god sure do you know that's what I did really I dived into a swimming pool when I was 10 and smashed one of my front teeth. Ooh. Oh my God, this lazy dentist gave me one veneer and I had train tracks and basically my teeth were never level. And so I ended up having six veneers to try and level out. And I had them 20 years ago and I desperately need to have them redone. It's going to cost so much money. Mm. I can't bear it. I know it's expensive. Um, but that's so funny that you did exactly the same as me. So Tor, dental bonding, how is that different to veneers? Because veneers, I mean, I've got stubs. If you took these veneers off, I've just Oh, don't like... that. Oh, I can't. <laughs> so just Please bonding just go over the teeth. It's basically like filler for your teeth. They're, they're my teeth but they basically like made them look better with fake teeth stuff um so they're more even they're a bit thicker the only thing is you need to redo it every kind of like four years because it does wear down um but i think it was about like 400 per tooth i would pay that in a heartbeat again i think it was worth every penny and i look back on before and after i think it was worth it if train tracks or invisalign whatever isn't the route you want to go down bonding can be a really good as this feature explains a really good go between it can really? really transform your smile, yeah. Does it whiten them as well? Because it's literally like a white layer I, it, at the top. I don't know, but I did whitening as well, oh. just because I wanted everything to look a bit fresher for the wedding that, that never happened. But I guess if you're doing that, your dentist would be like, well, throw on some whitening because everything would just look better. Speaking of whitening, do you think there's any brand out there that makes sort of over-the-counter whitening products that actually work? Or is it always something professional you have to pay for? It depends on your budget. Like Obviously, the more you pay for, the better the results will be. But I do think Spotlight is doing it really, really well. And um, they have these strips you put on your teeth and they are really good for the price point. Like they do make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one they of those kind of... They sent me a load of stuff the other day, Tor. I think it's really good too. My husband was using the pen because I've got veneers. I can't really use it, but he definitely thought it worked. Yeah, I have the pen too. It's really good. And even like all the toothpaste are really good formulas and they've got no nasties and stuff, which is quite rare in a whitening slash oral care brand. But yeah, I think if you want like proper hardcore, you, you do need to go professional. MJ, you've got amazing teeth. I remember vividly being struck by the beauty of your teeth. <laughs> well, I've actually got Invisalign at the moment. Oh, Dude, so, I can't um, even see it. Well, I've taken it off and now I'm, I'm actually really naughty with it. I, I kind of just wear it really at night and when I'm just not really around people talking. I still haven't managed to talk without a list with it. But I'm now on, I think, the tray number 14, 15. So it's been... About eight months since I started it. So when do you finish then? In a few few more months? Yeah, probably two more months. If you're wondering whether to do it, I would say just do it, just do it. The people I know have had Invisalign are just... 
yeah they're like oh it's vile at first but you get used to it and and it's just so worth it in the long run anyway dentistry is obviously high on the list for everybody now that the world is opening up what about shopping how do you feel about getting back in the shops i mean i think if the sun was shining today i'd feel a bit more enthusiastic about it when's everyone off to westfield or mister or wherever it is are you itching to get into shops i am me and my mum have yeah. like planned next weekend we're like we're gonna go to our local high street because there are quite a lot of independent shops on there that we really like mm. and we really want to support them they've had an absolutely horrible time and a friend of ours runs a clothing boutique that's really quite nice and mm. we happened to go to an M&S near to us the other weekend and it made us really cross because although the food hall is primarily why they can be open the, all of their clothes. clothing was yeah. open as well and I just thought you know poor Liz who's our friend I thought that's so unfair she's not getting any of this and yet M&S are able to sell all their clothes um, I so agree Harriet even though I love M&S clothes don't get me wrong um, and I've been very grateful to have them but um, it's not very fair but I'm quite grateful that Sainsbury's had some tights because my yeah. daughters look like <laughs> uh, urchins so I was like thank god the clothes and I could spend hours in there actually the other yeah. weekend I was like I know oh, this, we, we, we did like too. clothes I can touch I'm, I'm in Sainsbury's I've never been to any of about two clothing in my life I bought with sunshine pairs of swimming trunks I mean I came home I was so happy <laughs> yeah. I was like god there you are there goes your natapote habit you can just go to two and get a <laughs> retail therapy kit. <laughs> And I'm just so bored of sending things back. Like I spend my oh, life at the post ugh. office. Like, I actually don't shop in person that much anymore, but I take back in person the yeah. queue for the post office. I mean, forget it. And all the little places that you used to be able to drop off your sort of Zara return or whatever have been shut. Mm-hmm. Rich is back next week. We're in the office Woo-hoo! this time in a week, girls. Yes. That's quite Scary. nice. I've missed Rich in my life. I think we all have. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I really have. Well, from spring fashion to spring beauty, our sponsor for today's podcast is Holland and Barrett. The tagline for their new campaign is your spring beauty regime powered by nature. They have a huge range of natural and vegan beauty products, which will have you glowing throughout the spring summer season and whether it's a hydrating serum a skin softening face cream or something nourishing for your hair they can definitely help you refresh your regime this spring mj i know you're a huge advocate of vegan and cruelty free makeup and beauty products so perhaps you can tell us a little bit about why you feel so strongly about that and and share some of your favorites at holland and Barrett. first of all huge holland and Barrett fan get all of my supplements from there and i just love that everything that I ever buy from there I just know is safe and natural not everything's vegan but most things I think are, are cruelty free but if it's not vegan it's probably got something very natural anyway like honey and beeswax in do you know faith in nature I, I was gonna talk about faith in nature <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like damn it damn tell us no, about yeah. faith in nature ladies so they're 99% natural, they're vegan, cruelty-free, and the packaging's all recyclable. And is it, Tora, am I right that it's also recycled? Yeah, recycled and recyclable and made with 100% natural fragrance and essential oils. So, I mean, you couldn't really tick, ask for much tick, more, tick, could you? Tick. And probably quite reasonably priced. I, I really... So reasonable. We've got a Holland and Barrett quite near our office, haven't we? And I feel like it's really reasonable. I mean, I, I can end up buying a lot in there and feeling like I've got quite a lot for my money. Would you agree? Totally. And actually, I'm just looking at the faith in nature now. For example... I mean, most of it is like between five and seven pounds per bottle. One of the brands that I love there actually is their Q&A facial serums. And there's a hyaluronic acid one. Do you remember they came on the show and talked about them? 
and there's amazing science behind this range and god i mean they were ridiculously reasonable sort of i want to say under 10 pounds or something nuts like that mj's kind of waving a q a is it a lip balm <laughs> georgia i'm literally nourishing my lips right now with the q a licorice lip oil oh great it's so good. good isn't it yeah it just feels lovely on the lips and my lips have been so crazy dry recently and just using this for two days has made such a big difference I've just looked up the pricing. There's a whole range. There's a peptide facial serum. There's a hyaluronic acid. It's £4.87. Oh, wow. It's a really good range. And it gets amazing customer reviews. There's a superfood oil as well, which is supposed to be great. What other brands stand out to you, MJ? So I'm a huge fan of Beauty Kitchen. Have you guys heard of that? I feel if I saw, if I saw the packaging, I'd, I'd, I'd recognise it. What, what yeah. do they do? It's all skincare. Just really beautiful. I think they're, same again, 99% natural fragrance-free. Their packaging is now refillable and it's also made from recycled plastics. What I also love about them is a lot of their range is made from seahorse plankton. A lot of natural beauty brands, there's a bit of worry around where are they taking their natural ingredients from. So some brands, even though they're natural, they could be getting their ingredients from nature and kind of not giving back. Whereas a brand like Beauty Kitchen, they literally are planting their ingredients to then use in their products. So, for example, seahorse plankton, they've got ponds where they grow their own seahorse plankton and put that into the products, which I just think is amazing. I don't know what seahorse plankton is. I don't know if I really want to know, but actually <laughs> I'm looking at it and it says 100% natural, biologically proven microalgae and plant extracts for sustainable beauty starts working in 24 hours. Also, I'm looking, MJ, at the um, Beauty Kitchen Seahorse Plankton 5-Minute Miracle Mask. Oh, amazing. At £8. And again, it gets amazing reviews. I really want to try that. That sounds awesome. I also have to shout out Vita Skin. Do you know that brand that they sell? Awesome. Is it the Vitamin C Day Cream they do that's really good? Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I don't know all the science behind it, but I'm quite a cynic when it comes to beauty and... I think it's excellent, really excellent. Um, any other brands tour that you are a fan of, uh, Holland and Barrett? Yes, I mean, I've actually, the product I also really rate is a Holland and Barrett own brand, and it's their skin, hair, and nail supplement. I mean, lots of these kind of skin, hair, nail supplements do have very similar ingredients. So the ingredients you should be looking out for mainly are zinc and biotin. And I've been taking this supplement for the last like four months, and I have noticed such a difference in the quality of my skin. It just seems more plumped. I think it also contains hyaluronic acid. And it's a bit like, you know, they say you are what you eat. I think there's so much you can put on your skin, but I do think there's an element of things coming from the inside out as well. And it's so affordable. And I think, as MJ said, it's a retail destination you can trust. And also they've got lots of protein powders that I take as well. Pulsin is a really good brand and also do a really good vegan one called Vega. We have featured quite a bit or I was saving this. I wanted to ask you about it because I think it looks really cool. Dose and Co. Yes, the uh, collagen which, brand. Yeah, we featured that on the site recently. It's new, I think. But I love the branding and it's an ingestible Yes, exactly. They call it a creamer. So the whole kind of collagen craze took off. I mean, MJ, you might know where this came from, but people started adding collagen to their coffee and tea. It's like a collagen coffee. But this product essentially creates a bit of flavour with it. So it's like a collagen creamer you add to your to your coffee. And one of them is vanilla, one of them is caramel. It's a clever concept and it's completely natural, free from artificial colours, GMO free, and it tastes really good. Check it out. If people want a collagen supplement and to flavour their smoothie or that i didn't drink coffee but that smoothie or whatever then exactly i think it looks really cool mj any we've missed that are on your list so something that i also found really effective is the hair burst capsules so therefore 
hair, but also I felt my nails have really grown. So similar to the ones that you mentioned, I guess they do a very similar thing. They're around £30 for 60 capsules, but they're really effective. My hair, after having a really bad pre-lockdown cut, has been saved with the capsules. So I really recommend them. They also do really good shampoo and conditioner and lash serum as well. Oh, yes, I can see here the Hair Burst Lash and Brow enhancing serum that's a good one is it 32.99 not quite as expensive as revital lash exactly uh well it's interesting that you flagged hair birth because I, I know they pride themselves on having a really unparalleled range of beauty from within products and that, that's a really big growing trend isn't it like ingestible products well if you like the sound of that then get into your local holland store i think that's it for this week thank you so much for joining us mj Lovely to chat to you, Tor, Harriet. And I look forward to seeing you in person on Monday. Yes. That's that it this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends to listen to. Have a good week, and we'll be back soon. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.